We ready? Okay. You are listening to the Ideas to Profits podcast, hosted by myself, Ross Blaine, and with my co-author, Dr. Paul Dick. And weekly, we have special guests to add to our conversations about the ideas inside I2P. Download all the latest I2P episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. One of the most common things we run across is people asking the question, should we invest in this venture? So we actually sat down and looked and the question is, are you ready to provide venture funding? Because there's a bunch of fundamental questions you need to ask to do so. Lee, Napoleon Hill, the great author of Think and Grow Rich and Positive Action Plan states, Compromise is an essential element of politics, diplomacy, and negotiations, but not in setting and reaching goals. If you are an investor, you need to look to see how many of the following values are confirmed in the venture before you invest. The rest of the discussion is going to be with Paul and Amber about how you rationalize these questions and what you look for. So, Let's get started with Paul and Amber to determine whether a venture is something we want to succeed in is question, has the entrepreneur, the objectives been written down? How do you go about determining if they're credible, Amber, Paul, if they're based on real facts and deliverables? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the most uh, interesting things that you brought up, Paul, in that mini discussion was basically um, when you're going to ask for funding and ask for in investors, how long do you actually want those investors to be part of your project? Is there a time frame and are they on for the long haul? Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. And, and um, I mean, this as much as this is about technology business and making money and an exit for them, this is also about a relationship. So... One of the largest parts that they're looking at is you as a CEO, a founder, and you, your your team. Uh, and if they don't like that, they're unlikely to in, invest in you. So it's kind of like layers of the onion. So layer one is approach them. These investors see thousands of opportunities on a regular basis. So the first layer is send them a convincing pitch, an, an intro, a non-confidential kind of, this is why we're great, this is why we're transformational, this is why we should be considered, this is why we fit with you, to gain their attention. And then if it fits within their space, and they're pretty quick at saying yes or no, they'll say, yeah, come on in for a, for, for a discussion, but send us a pre-rate. Sometimes it's with a confidentiality, sometimes it, it isn't. But, but typically they're going to get to a business plan pretty mm -hmm. early. But early, do you know the market? You know the competition? What's your value creation? You know, what's your go-to-market, commercialization? You know, how are you going to exit? And then who's your team and who are you going to rely on? And it can't just be a CEO or founder. It's got to look like a company in terms of the people. Yeah, I think uh, a really important part that our listeners uh, can take away is also that initial pitch, that two-minute read. That's not your full-on financial business plan you're sending. This is a five-page presentation that they can read in two minutes and quickly decide, are they looking to learn more about in this investment or are they not? That's right. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, 
you'll, you'll find certain investors interested and not interested in certain spaces because they're comfortable, right? And investors typically, the, the good ones invest in spaces that, uh, that they're comfortable with so they can not only add money, but they can be smart investors, you know, sit on your board, sit on your advisory committee and give you, give you kind of good ideas in terms of strategy, tactics, and, and ultimately how to, uh, to generate, you know, revenue. So that's really, that's really important. And so uh, I'll head back over to you in a minute, but so a lot involves in the, the genetics, the, the DNA of the people, the CEO track record, can, can that person carry the, the, the commercial ball across the finish line? Sometimes they can, sometimes they, they can't. A lot of times you'll see a CEO more from an inventor to a development person to a financial person, but every company is different, right? But the CEO needs to be able to run the ball across the team. But again, it's a team sport. And without all those other players, no one person can can do it, and so you have to have a team that's that's fully committed to this to this uh, this plan. And I think it's important also um, for people to know that they are once you have those investors, they are now going to be your stakeholders, and they're a part of your team. So when you're asking for that funding, um, and I know I've read through this multiple times in the book, how much control are you willing to give away of your project? How, what do you, do you want them to be able to come in and kibosh things? Do you not? Do they know that? And I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, miscommunication in that situation. And then two years down the road, you're like, well, it's my company. And they're like, well, is it? Or what was that initial agreement on? So I think it's important to realize when you are bringing on investors that they are going to be part of your team. They are going to be hands-on and they do want to know how they're getting their money back. They do have an invested interest. So... Yeah, and, and there's different kind of levels of funding that I think we all all know about. I mean, you start off with friends and family and your own money, and then you move in into uh, tip, typically angel investors, you know, that have a smaller amount uh, at stake and typically ask less at the at the beginning, uh, and then private equity or, or venture. But they all have different needs, but they all you know eventually want to make a return on their uh, on their dollar. But again, it's really important for the for the company. Just like the the investor to look at at the the investor and say, is this the right fit with us? Because you know you want someone that's knowledgeable that has the cash. It's going to be a positive, constructive force forward versus someone that doesn't understand your space that could, you know, frankly waste your waste waste your time. So that's really really critical. Often you know, there'll be a series, right? So you'll go through the whole series from from um, from the angels up until the larger um, amounts, you know, private equity or, or, or venture. Um, and then ultimately, you know, there'll be a corporate probably enter unless you're going to take this product to market itself. And they may also act as an investor in some different ways. So you have to get used to that. You also get, you have to get used to investors potentially bringing in other investors that will co-invest with them, spread their money further, and, uh, and also work with you. So as much as this is about technology, people, sales, value creation, it's really a people game. And without the right people team, and the flexibility, especially of the founder, that to your to, to your point, Amber, if the founder can't give up control, can't you know give up equity, can't be flexible with the other members of his or her team and the investors, it's a it's 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 a real problem. It's interesting, Paul, because in our book we actually did our asset test. If you go to page eighty in it, you and I actually created an asset test. And there were four questions. And you and I actually went through those four questions once with a venture that 
you'd already put some effort into, but now we're questioning. And the first question that was asked was, would the leader of the company give up the major management position to see it being successful? Yeah, and I remember, Ross, when you initially asked me that, I think we were dealing with the nonprofit. And really, if your passion is there for the product and what it does for people, you should be able to give up that management situation if if that's your, truly your objective. Um, you know, and there is a lot on ego. Um, and, I, you know, I can't quote off the back of my hand on the I2P book, but I remember reading it and thinking there's a lot of ego that goes around with those investments. And if you can step away from your project and let someone else manage it that will manage it better, I think that that takes a lot of growth and, you know, business maturity for sure. Exactly. The second question we've got in the acid test, which is really interesting, we've been through it. Would you give up the major equity position to get the money you need to be successful? How many ventures do we see where the people keep holding on to their equity and die because they cannot have the money that's needed to grow, Paul? Yeah, I mean, there's a pretty big variation. I mean, certainly some people are ready to give that up. But, um, I mean, being able to kind of get your head around giving up control, giving up equity shows a real maturity in a leader, which, again, this is a people thing. And so if investors see that, they'll see this is a, a mature person that knows how business works. I mean, you just have to look at the big corps in the U.S., uh, how, they, how they've been structured and how some of those individuals have, you know, have actually minority positions in huge companies are in, in, in incredibly wealthy positions. So uh, it's it's like they say, do you want um, uh, a little bit of a huge company or do you want a lot of nothing? And so, uh, yeah, but that, again, is part of the people piece, which, again, uh, believe me, is a huge part of the assessment. After they get done in the financials and the technology, they'll they'll talk to, as we talked earlier, to other people in the field. What do you think about this person? Can this person carry this ball across? The piece, can this people create a team that's going to rally behind him and her? Will this person will work effectively with us? Do they know how to read financial spreadsheets? So it becomes a, a bit of a, a, a personal piece. And what you say there, Ross, about the maturity in terms of being ready to kind of give some of the keys uh, in terms of control of the company to somebody else is a big, is a big driver in terms of uh, corporate maturity. It's interesting. Of the four questions that we've got in our acid test, this is the only one a investor can use a yes and statement. Oh, not often do we get to use those. Yeah, they, <laughs> and I've seen it very often. They'll say to the investor, yes, and I'll give up the major equity position. As long as when we're successful and I've helped put the team together, I can buy back my equity position. Elon Musk owned 5% of Twitter. Now he owns 100%. You, if you get a little, you can always get more. But if you've got a lot, you can't degrade really well. The third question here is really interesting. Will you allow your product or service to be configured to market scrutiny? Paul, you must run across this whole bunch where somebody says, I've created the product for this market. But when you did the research, it fit into a totally different market. How do, you, how do you deal with someone who is absolutely 
intransigent, will not move. Right. Is that a, ki- a deal killer? Right. Well, yeah, it is. And, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts. It's a deal killer, but it's also you need to be able to pivot. I mean, if you have if you're a one trick company with one product and that fails, your company fails. So you need to be, have a, a number of options that you can be flexible around. It's all driven by the business, the market assessment, etc. But if this one fails because of safety, technical issues, it shouldn't fail because of market issues because you should have that figured out. But let's say a market surprise does happen. You need to be able to, and again, as Amber said earlier in another podcast, pivot to another uh, to another uh, section. And that's all within uh, within our book on page, page, page 46, 47 in terms of, of looking at that. So that's, you know, that's, 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 that's really critical. We've also talked about the no statement. So it might be no to one, but yes to something else. And that, that's, again, I think you have to remember we're creating a business here and business typically isn't just one product. It's a, it's a family products or multiple products or multiple uses. So, so then we run into the fourth question. If one, two, and three, you have to give up the major equity position to get the money. You have to give up the management position to get uh, the money you need, or the, the team you need to succeed. And you have to configure your product. What if the entrepreneur says, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. He said, do you want to stay with a venture that where someone says, I want take on one, two, or three. I'm quitting. I'm taking my ball and go home. You know, I, I, I talk with a lot of business owners and a, a lot of entrepreneurs. And when you said that, I'm not gonna. I feel like as soon as someone starts a sentence with that, the relationship starts to end. Because it's just a bad outlook. It shows you're not flexible. You're not willing to conform. Um, you're not willing to negotiate and you're not willing to compromise, which in any relationship, marriage, business, that's the main thing. So I'm not gonna, is kind of a turnoff for me in the business sense. Um, you know, we make miracles happen all the time and I just feel like you can do anything. So if you're not gonna, then now you've stifled us all. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And I think you know, a lot of this is, as we've talked about, it's a lot about the people and a lot about the trust bond. So if you have something like Amber says, it's kind of a problematic CEO or, or, or a person on the team, you know, that's going to turn everybody off. And, and, and Ross, your point, if someone kind of says, forget that, we're not doing that. I mean, that's at their peril, right? Investors can leave. Uh, I've seen personally uh, how that's happened and it's resulted in, you know, products unfortunately not getting into the market or not achieving the same level of market success as they could have because of one particular person's uh, decision. So it's 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 a real. I won't say it's a deal breaker, but it could be a deal breaker, and it certainly is negative towards the relationship. So coming back full circle to where we started, how do you evaluate whether it's it's worthwhile getting involved in a venture? It seems to me that our question number, statement number one there is, have the objectives needed to succeed been written down? It's to be vital. Would you both agree with that? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, that's that again, if, I mean, any, uh, certainly any venture angel investor, um, well, angel and, or uh, private equity or, or venture investor is going to want it written down in a business plan. They're going to want to know that. They want to do, because the other thing you have to, 
kind of think about it is this isn't one one person. Typically, these are, these funds, uh, these groups, it's a team of people, right, in different parts of the world, in different parts of Canada. So they're going to share that across their partners and say, what do you think of this? And you have to have that written down. And that's not a PowerPoint. That's a, that's a detailed plan. Yeah. But the objectives also need to be very tangible, right. measurable, and be able to be measured along the progress of the development. And right. that needs to be stated inside, doesn't it? Absolutely. The next one is, have the rewards and benefits of achieving each objective been considered? And that's critical because that's when you need to go back to investors and stakeholders and say, look, we've achieved this. Can we get more? Like question two on the earn the equity back. If mm -hmm. I do this, can I get the equity back? You know, it's an if then. And such a great way to word it because a lot of times, you know, even in a communication plan, we have our objectives written. We have the strategy to reach that objective and we have the tactics to get to that strategy. However, why? Why are we wanting this objective to be done? And I think sometimes uh, that comes out in the presentation when you're pitching your goods and services. Why do we want that objective? As a venture champion... Tested the objectives to see if other stakeholders will support this achievement. How do you go about recruiting people? So, so in terms of investors, uh, they're not going to trust your sources. They're going to look at their own, right? So they're going to—they've got advisors, influencers, uh, other channel partners, other you know, other investors. So they'll go to them, people like me that have been around a long time, to say, "What do you think about this opportunity? What do you think about the market? What do you think about this individual? Can this team do it?" Uh, it won't be so much how they exit, but it'll be about the market, integrity of the team, people, people dynamics. So they'll they'll uh, do that them, themselves. A lot of these groups have uh, advisory groups, and and most people that are investors are savvy. So they've especially the ones that are in your space, right? So they're gonna kind of know the players and hopefully know you because the other thing about investors is you just don't walk into an investor one day and say hi, uh, Mr. Smith or Mrs. Smith. I like to pitch you something. Typically, if you've done the right thing, you've developed a relationship with these people over time. Some conferences, say I got something new to present to you. And we're not quite ready, and then a year later, whatever, you you make that phone call, you make that 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 pitch. So again, it's a it's 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 just like sales. It's a influence selling uh, process, and again, you just want to get in the door so that you're considered ahead of others. Because believe me, they say no to a lot. And you, they want, you want to go down that process where, again, you peel the onion until you get to hopefully the yes decision. The answer to the whole thing, and just as we close this off, if we can, is that if you're going out to entice someone to get involved in your venture, either investing money in it or investing sweat equity in it, okay, you had better be prepared to see whether the entrepreneur or has sat down and thought about it. What are the objectives of his business? What's the timing for the delivery of the various stages to get to the ultimate goal? What's going to be your rewards for involvement in it? And most importantly, how is he or she going to deal with those setbacks that happen along the way? Again, one of the ideas behind Ideas to Profits is to give you the tools that will help you manage these challenges and 
most importantly, give you the tools that will help you develop the answers that people need to buy into your initiative. So, Paul, thank you for tonight. Amber, thank you for coming again and joining us in a cave conversation. Thank you for having me, Ross. Thank you, Ross. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, entrepreneurs and corporate types, keep listening because you're going to hear more for your oil and conversations. And by the way, if you'd like to come, having read a part of the book, and sit down in one of these cave conversations and talk about it with us, reach out for us. Information at ideas2profits.ca and we will be glad to have you into the man cave to talk about it. Absolutely. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Ross. Download all the latest I2P episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Join our online community at ideas2profits.ca where you can take advantage of workshops, complimentary downloadables, and monthly newsletters. And finally, should you require someone to do a keynote address to one of your associations or groups, Paul and I are available. We also have a series of workshops that will be downloaded from the website that you can absolutely provide to your staff in your working environments. Thank you again. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.